Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. We looked at our reactions to difficult people in our lives and how the normal psychological responses that we might have when, when say, altercations occur. But last week, we looked at some of the personality disorders that occur as a result of problems with personality development. Um, And this outlined disorders like narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality. Um, And now just to remind everyone that everyone has elements of narcissism. There's healthy narcissism and there's unhealthy narcissism. Um, Otherwise, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning and clean our teeth if we weren't a little bit narcissistic. So, But unhealthy narcissism occurs when a person's unable to see things from another person's perspective. Mm. Now, this week, we're going to look at some tips on just how to deal with negative and difficult people in our lives. But next week, I think what we'll do is really look at those really difficult narcissistic type people because the tips you're about to take us through will be different for general difficult people and different from the narcissistic yes. personality yes, disorders that's right. Okay. that's right i love being practical take us through some of your tips on how to deal with difficult people what do we do okay some of the tips involve really just getting us to check ourselves so the first thing, the first thing to do when you do any, when you have really big problems with somebody is to actually practice forgiveness. And forgiveness isn't just like, oh, yes, I'll forgive them and just let it go. Forgiveness is actually putting yourself into the position that Jesus is in. So we'll think about what would Jesus do in that situation? Um, he'd more, most likely to forgive, but he also would think about what that person would need. Yes. And so they'd, he'd start thinking, okay, where's this com- person coming from? So if you want to really practice forgiveness, you better to step into their shoes and start thinking about what sort of things do I need to understand? Yeah, in what order would to Jesus forgive? do? Yes. The next one is to wait it out. Generally, when something happens that makes us feel really emotional, it's usually because it's set off an emotional reaction that gets us to defend ourselves. Yep. And when that happens, sending an emotional, emotionally charged email is not a good idea. <laughs> yes, or doing it on Facebook. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it adds worse. oil to the fire and yes. it actually makes things a whole lot worse. Yep. So what's helpful is just giving a little bit of time to allow ourselves to cool off. Now, one of the things we're finding is kids not kids, adults, everyone who's on Facebook, there's no real relief from that time. We, we need to actually have a bit of time before we respond to something that comes up on Facebook. And you'll notice that young kids haven't got this in the bag yet. Yeah. Just taking a bit of time to reflect. If you're going to write an email, don't send it. Yes. Just leave it in your outbox or the draft. Just leave it for a little while and then send it after you've had another look at it about probably a day later. How wise. Mm. Especially if you're writing at night. Yes. It looks very different in the morning, I yes, suspect. Yes, yes. Um, now, the next one is, does it, to actually say to, tell you, say to yourself, does it really matter if I'm right? Does it really matter? Um, sometimes we just want to defend our side of the story and take our position and stand forth and, and defend it. Yeah. Um, but actually, if you ask yourself, does it matter if I'm right? And if you say, yes, it does. Then why do I need to be right? What what do I gain in order in order to be right? And again, all of this requires a bit of thinking time. Yes, yeah, yes, which we're not good at. The next thing to do is don't respond. So if somebody is sending you a, a negative message or a, a hurtful message, or they're coming from a place of of their own negativity, um, 
they're actually trying to trigger a response. They're trying to evoke a, a response in you. They're pushing a button. And when we actually react, we're giving them what they want. We're actually starting the cycle. So stop the cycle. Just don't react. <laughs> just leave it and don't respond. But I'm proud. I like my <laughs> reputation intact. It's, yes. a, it's a pretty tough thing not to do, isn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now, the next one here I think is a very big one, and the Bible actually talks to us about this. Okay. Um, it, just stop talking about it. If something really bothers you, what we tend to do when someone comes in and they've got a conflict or a problem, we go and tell someone about it. And then we, then we tell the story again. And each time we tell the story, we then, it, it, it gets a bit bigger or, or we get more emotive about it. And, and then we start noticing more of the bad things. And then the bad things get even more obvious. And we start picking them up. We start having antennas that just gear up for the bad things in that person. So really what we do then is we just evoke our own negativity. And our brains really like negativity. There's a lot of energy in it. Our brains are drawn to it. So what you need to do is to stop talking about it. And I actually say to some people, if you're going to have to talk to someone about it and debrief it, Find a little space in your house where you only talk about it in that space, but nowhere else. So don't contaminate your environment by talking over and over and over about it. And the other thing is, if you more the more that you start neg- talking ne- negatively, the more negative you feel yeah. about yourself and about your defensive position about why you feel this way. And it becomes a self-fulfilling thing. It does. Yeah. It does. Now, the other one, too, is just jump into their shoes. Um, it's very cliche, and it might sound a bit um, uh, like, uh, you know, it's easy. Goody two-shoes. Yes, yes. But it, it's, it's actually really helpful. If you jump into their shoes, put yourself in their position. Remember what we said earlier, the narcissist has a problem with doing this very act. So if we don't want to become difficult people ourselves, what we have to practice is jumping into their shoes ourselves and seeing what it feels like. Um, and when you do jump in their, in their shoes, you start thinking, oh, gee, they must have felt hurt. They must feel really annoyed. And that's probably why they've reacted that way. But it's a big call if they are a difficult person. If they're a difficult person. Because they're person. easy not to like. And they're often so difficult that they've got a lot of masks up. And they, you can't get beyond that mask. But it is actually helpful to jump in their shoes and think, what do you think might be behind the mask? Okay. Hmm. Um, the other one is look for lessons. Yes. Another one, yeah, look look for lessons and 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 start thinking, what am I going to learn from this? You know, how does this feel for me? I'm feeling pretty hurt. I'm feeling like I'm left out. What lesson do I learn from this? And what do you think is the lesson that I'm being taught? And perhaps if the other person is having a lesson, how can I help it so that they learn a little bit better as well okay. without being defensive? I like that, yeah. Now, here's another one that um, actually... It comes across with a lot of psychologists and a lot of um, a lot of people writing into magazines. They'll they'll get the the the, the glib remark to say just minimise the negative people in your life. Now, yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> if only, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we've all got to live. Yeah. Um, but and also, I think we have a, a, a duty in this society to help others, and not everybody is going to be happy for us. And we're not here just to be living our lives to be happy. We're actually living our lives to better the lives of others if we're working with with Christ. So negative people can be a source of energy drain, though. And so what we need to be doing is to actually keep in some balance. 
deeply unhappy people will also bring you down and um, and they will make you feel alone as well because what happens is when they do that they're not alone any longer so they feel that much better because you're there with them yes so the best way to do some helpfulness for them to be a change agent for them is to actually make sure that your positivity is really charged when you're having to deal with them so you can outweigh the negative influence so one of the best things to do is not to to be completely alone with them all the time don't get caught up with just being you and them make sure that you invite lots of positive people with you yeah um, or spend really good positive time with other people and then you're able to be charged up to spend time with them. Because it can be so draining. It's very and draining. consuming of you. Yes. Yeah. And if you find yourself being drained and consumed, you then have to think about the lifeboat situation. If you were, if you were drowning, if someone was drowning and you leave your lifeboat to go and help them and you start to drown as well, well, yeah. neither of you are going to be very helpful. So you must always go and stay with the lifeboat and reach out for them. But make sure that the lifeboat is always staying there. To save you. To save you both. Yes. Um, So, again, make sure that you are around positive positive people. And so the the, the comment is be around the change you want to see in the world. And hang around those people. But at the same time, don't avoid those negative people. But make sure you're charged up in order to go there. Because hopefully as you are more positive and surround them with more positivity without being kind of unduly unrealistic, the better you've got a chance of actually helping them. Yes. Yeah. Now, there'll be some people who you put, who put a negative spin on everything in your life and they'll spoil a party and they'll spoil it for everybody. And those are the people we'll talk about next week. <laughs> yes, okay. And deal with them differently. Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay, another one is to become the observer. When you practice becoming an observer with your feelings and your thoughts you then are able to separate yourselves from the emotions and it's a great space to be when you watch your own emotions you watch your own reactions and you watch your own feelings if you are a observer a observer you don't tend to be so absorbed by their negativity but if you start feeling yourself being immersed in their negativity just stop reflect do a little bit of Mindfulness, like we've talked about before. This is not good. It's not bad. This is just what's happening. This is where that person is. And start praying or meditating and just detach a little bit. So climb out of yourself and look at it from a bit of a distance. Yes. And it might be saying, gee, I'm feeling angry. I wonder why I'm feeling so angry. What's that anger from? Oh, that's probably from this situation. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Another one is go for a run. Do something that's physical. If that person is really wearing you out, do lots of physical exercise and get it out of your system because if you come back with an aggressive response for them, it's not going to be helpful. Yeah. I think that's a really helpful suggestion. Now another one too, act as if it doesn't affect you. So this is a a bit of a, a, a game to play with yourself. Ask yourself the question, what happens... If this, what would I do if this didn't affect me? Okay. Just, just remember too that whenever any any action has occurred, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. Whenever somebody does something to you, you have an equal and opposite reaction. So what you need to do is to think through, okay, how would I be if this didn't affect me? And if the best case scenario occurred, how would I behave with her or him? 
And that gives you a bit of perspective. Yeah. Another one to think about is to avoid heated discussions. Just if they're just move off the topics, get onto something different. If you have control over it, I suppose. That's right. Yes. That's right. But just to just to look at some of the ways that Jesus dealt with some difficult people. Okay. Think of Simon when he went to Simon's house, and Simon was being a real pain. He he didn't wash his feet. He isolated Jesus. He was being the very difficult person, probably quite narcissistic. Yeah. Jesus just gave him a poignant story, demonstrated the opposite of what he was expecting, and he left him with the choice of how to change. He didn't point the finger, but he certainly made it uncomfortable for him. Yes. The rich young ruler, Jesus gave him some choices. He would have been a difficult person as well. Uh, the Pharisees, boy, they're pretty difficult people. He knew what they were thinking, but he didn't change what he was doing to accommodate them. He didn't step around them and tiptoe on them like eggshells. And also paid the price. He did. Got to admit that. But one stage he actually called them vipers. But yes. you know, the woman at the well, she would have been a difficult person. Yeah. Um, and he highlighted case highlighted her case. He didn't change his behaviour towards her, and he accepted her. But he gave her options to change. Yeah. Um, when Jesus also went into a crowd, he gathered positive people around him. He gathered his twelve. They were positive people. And he gave them stories for them to work things out. His interactions were completely contagious in a very optimistic way. And they were on his side. He they was were. on their side. Okay, so there lots of great practical tips. I love the practical stuff. And yet next week, being practical but being different, dealing with personality disorders. Yes. Give us a quick sketch. Well, I think probably what we all need to think through is when we have somebody who is just very, very difficult. We've tried all the tips and we're being dragged right down and manipulated. So we need to know how to handle that and what to do. I think we all need it, Lynn Worsley, as always. Thank you so much. Thank you. Across Australia, this is Open House. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.